Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old school greats and new school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on May 8th, 2020. Today we have a guest, Ty. Yes, we do. The third guest in Within the Lines history. I would like to call him my friend. That was a real fun time. Even though this is the this was the first time I've ever heard him talk. Like, we talked personally. It. It's Daniel Preciado. I hope I didn't butcher that for like the fourth time today. I think you nailed it. He is a sports handicapper, so we can help you make some uh, some money with sports bets. He is a contributor for Lake Show Life, so he's got some Lakers knowledge. Former contributor for Dodgers Nation, so he's got some Dodgers some uh, Dodgers knowledge. And he launched his own podcast, so we wanted to invite him in, just kind of shoot the shit a little bit. Maybe show him the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> and he taught us a lot about gambling and uh, probably changed the way I'm going to look at gambling for ever nope because i'm a sucker going with my gut and then after that we're talking about the new nfl schedules that released ty we already knew the opponents but we did not know the order of the opponents which for some reason is a massive deal to a lot of people <laughs> we're talking yeah, about, i don't i don't get it we're talking about the new nfl schedule charger schedule the saint schedule when they play because they do play oh and we're going to finish it up with a quiz an nfl quiz last week we did a baseball quiz and we did average not great we could have done better and you know now we're gonna do football turn it around with America's pastime. Wait, no, that's baseball. <laughs> America's future time. <laughs> Let's get into the show. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Halt! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes! 
All right, today we want to welcome on Daniel Preciado. He is a contributor over at Lake Show Life. He is also a handicapper, followers handicap Twitter, DP underscore plays. He's also launching his own podcast, the Dan Deal Podcast, at Dan Deal Podcast. Dan, first things first, uh, I want to apologize for shitting on one of your articles that you wrote about the Dodgers about a few months ago. Oh, man, you know what? I'll accept the apology. How are you guys doing? <laughs> good. <laughs> doing good, man. Uh, so a few months ago, Daniel wrote an article. I think it was something about the postseason, the Dodgers, something about their offseason. And I was just being a little d- bitter Dodger fan, and I kind of kind of murdered him on it. It was kind of bad. It was rude to me. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you get murdered over articles before, too. So <laughs> it happens to the best of them. Hey, it definitely happens. Daniel knows about a Joseph Parker on Lake Show Life. That guy's ruthless. Oh, man. Joseph Parker. Don't even mention that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured we could probably start off the interview kind of just talking about, uh, you know, how you got into it, what you, you know, just how you contribute to Lake Show and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So I used to be a contributor at uh, at Dodgers Nation. I was the lead news tech writer over there. I'm a big Dodger fan, big Laker fan, obviously, so got to be at least somewhat of a fan to write about them. But uh, after I left Dodgers Nation, I wanted to write about the Lakers. I had never written about the Lakers before. So I decided to start applying to places within the fan-sided community. And I latched on at Lake Show Life. They brought me aboard, and I've been there now for a month. So last month was my first month. Yeah, and you got a. I heard you got a pretty good editor over there at Lake Show Life. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sucks. You kind of came on at a bad time, just with the NBA season literally coming to a halt. That's just it's brutal, man. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, nothing I can do about it, I guess. So you you wrote for the Dodgers, obviously. Me and Tyler had this little. Uh, we had a rant on a podcast a few months ago. It was about Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller. You know, Kershaw got the opening day nod when there was an opening day. If baseball resumes, I'm sure he's still going to get it. How did you feel yeah. about that? Do you feel Kershaw still deserving of the opening day nod? Do you think he's still considered the ace of the Dodgers, or do you fall on the other side? See, I, Walker Buehler, it's not even close in my eyes. I think Walker Buehler's like miles better than Clayton Kershaw at this stage of Kershaw's career. But okay. it's almost like the, I don't know. I, I think Kershaw deserves the starting nod only because of his historic career and just what he means to the Dodgers. It's almost like a... Like, you know what, you're my, you're old faithful, like you're our guy. So we want you, the ball in your hands on opening day, as opposed to Walker Buehler, who's still really young in the league. I mean, Walker Buehler will definitely have his shot one day, but uh, yeah, I, I see no reason why uh, Clayton Kershaw doesn't deserve the opening day nod. Yeah, that was kind of our, mm. our point. Uh, well, go ahead, Ty. Well, I was just <laughs> saying, I don't, I, I'm not a Dodger fan. I'm an Angels fan. So this is the most unbiased opinion there is. I think mm-hmm. I think people kind of give Kershaw some hate for his postseason trouble, because the man's oh, yeah. still putting up great numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's yeah, tough. Right. It's definitely tough, but it's definitely the starting nod on opening day. It's one thing we were discussing it. You know, it's one thing if you go and look at like playoffs game one or something. You know, maybe then you give it to uh, Walker Bueller just because of the playoff struggle. Opening day, though, I definitely agree is kind of like a, a legacy thing. Like you've had this historic career, just go ahead and give him the ball. Yeah, and to piggyback off that, like I'm sure Walker Buehler is probably going to have a better season than Clayton Kershaw, but I don't know. Kershaw, yeah, like Tyler said, he's still great. I mean, last year he was nothing but consistent, man. It was always five, six, seven innings, two to three runs. Like, it's not pretty like Buehler. He can't strike out 15 guys anymore, but I just, I don't like the Kershaw slander, man. I don't like it. Yeah, neither do I. It, it, Walker Buehler has slowly become like my favorite player. Um, after Clayton Kershaw was for so long, which is kind of sad to think about. 
but they're both really, really still great. Like Kershaw does get slandered a bunch because of his postseason like lack of success. Yeah, but he still deserves a lot of credit for his legacy, what he's done to this point, and what he's still doing. I mean, he's on the wrong side of thirty now, and he's still putting up very, very solid numbers. Well, it's crazy too. You say wrong side of thirty. He is still only thirty-two. So. Let's say uh, quarantine helps him out. The, the early postseason exit, he's got some quarantine, you know, get his back back in shape, whatever. He has a Randy Johnson type second half of his career. Like his career at the end of it, if he were to do that, would just be, it'd be absurd. There'd be no question. He'd be the greatest lefty of all time in my eyes if he did that. It wouldn't even be out of the question either, I don't think, because Kershaw is just such a great pitcher. He never really relied on velocity, uh, yeah. even in his prime. So just that pitchability. It's really going to lead him, I think, to a long, long-term long career. But I know that there was an article that recently came out, um, I think with The Athletic or ESPN, I forget, that pretty much hinted at Kershaw wanting to end his career a little bit earlier than people are expecting. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with Kershaw's career. I could see that. He's definitely, you know, I mean, I don't know him personally or anything, but he seems like a family guy. You know, he does a lot of stuff outside of the Dodgers, like – I can see him hanging him up at 35. And you know? he's already put up. He's already one of the best pitchers of our generation, if not the best pitcher of our generation. Yeah. And, the you know, the postseason and everything hurts his image. But if he, you know, if the Dodgers start to go downhill, which they probably won't, but <laughs> if they do, I can see him hanging it up and still going down as one of the greatest of all time. Or he goes to Arlington for a year or two, retires in his hometown. As an, oh, as an angel with them in the AL West, I definitely don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you uh, you're very big into uh, betting on sports and whatnot. Was that a handicapper uh-huh. you called it? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right, uh, humble brag here. I don't know if you're into uh, NFL betting or whatnot, but last year, me and Jason had a little competition going on in the pod where each week we would pick uh, three games against the spread. Started like week six, so not wasn't all the full season. Minutes. We had fifty total picks. I went thirty nineteen and one. Absolutely dominated Jason's record. <laughs> Uh, Dang, that's pretty good. <laughs> now, as someone who's sixty percent, it felt good. He was up say. at. He did really bad in the playoffs too. He was, I think, going into the playoffs, he was at like seventy three, seventy four percent. It was insane. It was wild. But for other people who are trying to get into it, maybe me this year, maybe I should actually throw money on it because we were just doing fake picks. Uh, how do people? You know, how do you kind of get into that and start actually putting money on it? And most importantly, making money big time. <laughs> So, you know what, I think a lot of it has to do with my major. Like, I've always been really, really interested in in statistics and sports and linking those two together. Um, Really good number sense and stuff. So, with the sport analytics program that I'm in at Syracuse uh, up in New York, they teach us pretty much how to win money at sports betting, like in a roundabout way. Wow. (laughs) I pretty much put all that knowledge that I have learned into creating a model uh, for every sport, NFL, MLB, NHL. I, I mean, I bet pretty much anything under the sun. Like, I remember at one point I was betting Pakistani women's volleyball. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, commitment. I mean, no, I'm not even kidding about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just getting into it, I remember the first bet I placed. It was the Suns to beat the Warriors, the money line, and they, like, my model said that they were going to win by 12 points, and they beat the Warriors by 12 points. Oh and I God. remember that day, I was like, okay, I kind of like this. You know, oh winning money is fun. It's got to be so a great I feeling. I just continued with it. Yeah, so, so I just continued with it. Without giving too much away, because obviously you don't want to give away your secrets, like what kind of stuff, like one example of something that might go into a model, like, you know, because obviously I'm assuming it's more advanced statistics and whatnot. Yeah. What, when I originally created it, it was more um, 
basic statistics. Okay. But for example, like in baseball, um, there, a lot of it has to do with park factors. Um, park factors are really important. I never use ERA for anything. It's always like DRA, PCRA plus statistics mm-hmm. for like Crazy advanced ERA stats. replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Just stats that, I mean, you wouldn't be able to find on baseball reference. Just put it that way. Like just the most obscure stats you can think of that kind of correlate to success. But park factors are extremely, extremely important when you're betting totals in baseball. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like Coors Field, like they score more. And I think it was AT&T Park or Oracle Park now, like worst park factor in the league. So, you know, you're going to get hmm. a really bad run scoring environment there. So those are always things to like, I guess, take into account when you're betting baseball. So you're telling me if I want to stay successful, I should probably do more than just go with my gut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to be a 50-50 better shit. <laughs> So what's the, uh, you know, your model helps you out. What's the worst bad beat you've ever had? Like big bet about a win and then just, you know, the, the gambling gods just killed you. Oh, man. Um, you know what? I don't remember what two teams it was, but it was college basketball this season. Okay. And it was my biggest bet of the year. I think it was a Seton Hall game, but I okay. don't remember who they were playing. And it was, I didn't bet the spread. I bet the total. And the last 10 minutes of the game, there were like six points combined scored because there were like the, it, the game was just such a blowout that they just stopped scoring. They threw in all the bench players. There were no late game fouls, none of that. And I had the over in the game and obviously it hit under the final 10 minutes. There were, I think conservatively, I'm going to put it at like 10 to 12 points. Jeez. That's so big there were time nothing brutal. combined. And it was looking like a lock the whole way. And, it was just they were talking about it like all the announcers and stuff were talking about how oh my god we've never seen anything like this like uh <laughs> seton hall such an explosive offensive like like they have such an explosive offense like we would never expect this from them and i was just so upset because i That's had brutal. placed a, like a decent amount of money on it i had a uh, we i was we were all <laughs> in vegas for my 21st birthday this past september and for my birthday tyler bought me a like a three leg four leg parlay i don't remember what it was it was like it was a a four leg one it was a 50 dollar parlay to win like 450 or something and so i bet like the chargers to lose against the spread against the texans that happened i bet or no the texans were underdogs so i bet the texans with the spread i bet the saints money line over the seahawks it was the first week with teddy b and they won i don't remember the third bet and the fourth bet it was uh Steelers 49ers and on the paper because the board updates with the paper you know they print out Friday morning or whatever it said the over under was 43 so I was like okay Tyler can you bet over under 43 for me and he comes back and he's like oh the over under is actually 44 and a half uh do you still want to bet it and I was like yeah screw it a point and a half is not going to make a difference so he makes a bet 44 and a half and all the other legs bet hit on this and then the 49er Steelers game ends with 44 points exactly I lose the parlay Uh Oh my god that's awful <laughs> we would have put the bet in the night before it would have hit but that little bit shifted it just enough big time brutal i was and it was it sucked too because the first half there was like 13 combined points so i had given up on the bet and then they just started scoring and scoring i was like i got this i got this and yeah, it was just heartbreaking it was so bad <laughs> do you do any uh parlays yourself or are you more of a like a straight up better I try to avoid parlays personally. <laughs> That's I my mean, problem. I, have, I do have some good experience with parlays. Um, I mean, I've hit a couple even after getting too scared and like middling them. So like I don't end up winning as much as I should. Um, but I do try to stay away from parlays. Just there's a reason why Vegas puts parlays out there. It's 
pretty much to win money. They win so much money, way more on parlays than they do on straight bets. It's for suckers like me and Ty. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody thinks, you know, oh my God, the parlay is sexy, but they don't really take into account. I mean, not, this doesn't really apply to you guys, I guess, but um, just that, wait, hold on. I lost my train of thought. Um, I'm I'm, a lot. I got it. I got it. Okay. (laughs) Um, That, (laughs) that uh, people, you know, they're trying to put down a little bit of money to win a lot. And there's a reason why the odds are so long, you know, and they just rake, rake in all that money. Vegas knows exactly what they're doing. It just, it doesn't make sense on paper. Cause it's like, I look at it and I'm like, Oh, those three games are absolutely going to go that way. And it's always two out of the three. It's never one out of the three. Well, when we did our competition during the season, I was always going over three. It was kind of sad. <laughs> if you bet against me, I was a reverse handicapper. <laughs> oh man! Um, but it, it, it just seems like such an easy money opportunity and I lose every time and it breaks my heart every time. The funny thing is too, it seems easy. And then I know he has the models that'll look at it and he just laughs. You got all the numbers and everything. You're like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. I got a little, you know, I got UFC coming back. So I had the parlay, you know, it, it intrigued me again. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. I, I know right now it's gotta be brutal. You're out here throwing up uh, Korean baseball picks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what's going it's into those? Uh, the same stuff that was going into the MLB, but I don't have as much information at my disposal. Like, there's no fan graphs for the KBO or anything of that sort. And I'm hoping that some dude, you know, gets bored during quarantine and puts something together because I'm not smart enough to collect all the stats and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I have a feeling that, yeah, I'm going to use this KBO model that I made or whatever. I made that earlier, like yesterday, took a, a decent amount of time on it, but I don't think it's going to be that reliable just because there's not enough of a sample size yet. Yeah. Maybe you should just take our approach and bet with your gut. It worked for me. I'm down. <laughs> just bet the NC Dinos. Every <laughs> game. Oh gosh. I had an important question. I forgot. Oh, I also saw you tweeted. I think it was like a month ago now that you bet on, it was like Chinese ping pong or something, or you told me that. Are you still doing that? <laughs> yeah, I bet on Russian ping pong. Russian ping pong. Uh, that's the only thing that uh, was really around before the KBO. Everybody was into esports, betting esports. I can never really get into that just because it's so like it's so obscure, I guess. But I mean, Russian ping pong is pretty damn obscure too. What goes into um, a Russian ping pong model? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll tell you this: I didn't make a model. I bet with my gut. There we oh, go. I like it. <laughs> I mean, models hey. models don't predict how much vodka they've had before the match. Oh, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe me and Tyler can set up a little athletic competition between us, and you could make a model. We'll give you some like some uh, physical measurements and whatnot, and you can make a model and predict who's going to win. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that'll be a good sign. <laughs> Um, so getting off of betting a little bit, I mean, we were going through and it's tough right now with as little sports as there is, but you have been, uh, you know, you wrote some articles before the NBA, uh, ended and, uh, you had one out there about Anthony Davis being a lifetime Laker. Mm-hmm. I remember that when I edited it. Well, then both of you should know here. <laughs> how confident are you in that? And how do you feel about him on the Lakers being that you are a Laker fan? Is that something that you actually want with LeBron getting old and eventually leaving? Absolutely. I think Anthony Davis is pretty much going to have the torch passed to him by LeBron James. I think he's going to be a lifetime Laker. I think he wants to be a lifetime Laker. I mean, even if he, you know, spends like his age 37 and 38 season in Chicago, like where he's from, I, that's understandable, but I think he's going to be a lifetime Laker in the sense that he's going to be with us for the rest of his prime. 
mm-hmm. um, and win a, at least a couple championships, hopefully, uh, while he's here. So he's, to me, he's he's a top five player. What's your prediction with you know? LeBron's contract, I believe he has a player option. He's got next year under contract for sure, and then a player option after that. Do you think he comes back on a smaller contract? They try to bring in someone like like Giannis. Uh, do you think it's pretty much they're going to ride the LeBron wagon until it falls off? Like, what do you what do you think they're going to do, or their goal is at least to do? I think the smart thing would try to make be to make uh, LeBron take a small pay cut to bring some guys in. But I think what's going to actually happen is that they're going to reward him and just pay him pretty much a max deal for one year, two years to finish out the duration of his career. Well, yeah, I mean, especially with the last dance going on right now, the whole narrative is like, why would you give up on the like, you know, let the Bulls play until they lose the championship and then they gave up a little too soon. Maybe maybe Jeannie Buss is watching that like, hey, we need to keep LeBron around. Just pay him. (laughs) Who cares how much he's asking for? Oh, that he wants us to draft Bronny first overall. All right, do it. Trade up for the first pick. (laughs) Make it happen. (laughs) Do you think that's something that could actually happen? Do you think LeBron and uh, Bronny could play on the same team? I do. I just don't think it could possibly happen with the Lakers. I mean, that is so rare in, in professional sports to happen. I, the one that obviously comes to mind is is Ken Griffey Jr. and his father, Ken Griffey Sr. Mm-hmm. Um, the timelines do somewhat match just because of how young the NBA is and how young NBA draft picks are. And mm-hmm. the fact that it might get overturned the one and done rule. Yeah. There's a chance that Bronny enters the league at the age of 18. LeBron will certainly still be in the league. Oh yeah. He, I mean, he, the way he is right now, he's definitely going to be in the league. That'd be insane, man. Just cause baseball, it's like you, you see older guys play baseball, you know, you don't, it's less physical exerting than basketball, but to see LeBron out there at, you know, however, however old he'll be by then, like 39, 40. And mm-hmm. then an eight, his 18 year old son playing alongside him. Like that's a spectacle, man. I mean, we've seen coaches and then their son play, like uh, Rivers over on the Clippers, Doc Rivers and his oh, yeah, son, yeah. but never yeah. playing on the same court. That'd be wild, that man. I've seen. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were talking about Philip Rivers for a second. I was like, his kids are a little younger. I mean, if he just keeps playing, he'll have a whole team of Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> so who's, uh, you know, you've been alive, I'm assuming same time around us, you know, 20, 21 years, whatever. Who's the top four Lakers of your lifetime besides Kobe Bryant? Because he's obviously number one. Um, hmm. I mean, you got to throw Shaq in there. Okay. You got to throw Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol, Ooh, like definitely. It. They and should retire I, his number. I guess you got to say LeBron James now, even though I don't think he's one of the greater Lakers. I think just because he hasn't been a Laker, you know, to yeah. me, LeBron is not a Laker. He's just wearing the uniform. What if um, he wins a championship? Is he a Laker? Did he earn his uh, his purple and gold pinstripes? Uh, maybe. I saw an article like that on Lake Show Life. I think you wrote it, Jason. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like something I'd write. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, if he wins a championship, I will feel more comfortable saying, you know what, he's a Laker. But just being with the Cavaliers and the Heat winning so frequently with them, it to me, he's just never going to be ingrained in that Laker culture, I guess. It's one of those things he's built a, built his legacy elsewhere that now, to, mm-hmm. now that he's there, he's really going to have to do something to step into that role of a all-time Laker rather than just an all-time NBA player. Yeah. Absolutely. So we got, we got Shaq, Powell, LeBron. Who's number four? Hmm, that's a really tough question. The fact that you pick num- the four as the number makes Mount, it difficult. Mount Rushmore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, see, because obviously Kobe would be there too if uh, yep. if I had that option. But hmm, I got I got a guess in my head. I'll say it after you say it. Who I think you're gonna say? I'm thinking some guys yeah. with some some rings already. Yeah. Not on the list. 
Man, why can't I think right now? <laughs> I don't even know. That's such a tough question. I mean, you could maybe say, I don't want to say AD. That's such a cheater answer. He's only been a Laker for a year, but LeBron's only been a Laker for two years. I was going to uh, say maybe Lamar Odom, question mark, okay. six man of the year. That's the one I was thinking, but it's almost like there's better out there because Lamar Odom's one of my favorite players, like one of my favorite Lakers of all time. I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, are we forgetting somebody? Uh, I mean, Derek Fisher, five championships, with. but he wasn't really yeah. ever, like, exceptional. Um, Sasa Vujicic was lethal oh, in oh. NBA 2K9. Sasha <laughs> um, Vujicic. My personal favorite Laker of all time, Lonzo Ball. He's probably up there, maybe six or seven. Uh, Got to be on Nick the big board. Young belongs in the conversation. Maybe <laughs> Rob Sacre. Smush Parker. Smush Parker for sure. Maybe Radmanovich. <laughs> now, going off of uh, Lonzo Ball here, me and Jason have been diehard Pelican fans the past one season. <laughs> uh, we followed all the young Lakers over there, and we're rooting for the Pellies. Who do you think over the next five years is going to be more successful, the Lakers with LeBron aging in AD or the Pelicans with the young team getting built and Zion coming in? The Pellies, easily. Over the next five. <laughs> I'm going to say the Lakers, and it's not – I don't really think it's a homer answer to say that. I think it's just the fact that it's Los Angeles and it's always going to be appealing to free agents. New Orleans is going to have its core. They're going to have to pay guys. They're going to have to force guys out. Yeah. Um, I see the Lakers maintaining that championship window for quite some time with 80 at the forefront and possibly, you know, who knows, maybe getting Giannis for him as a, as a running mate. Um, would That'd be, be nice, incredible. But, that core in New Orleans is absolutely ridiculous. Like I, I love watching them play basketball. They're so quick and fun to watch. Oh yeah, um, it was a good time watching Lonzo, when Zion got on the Zion. court. Yeah, I mean Lonzo, Zion, Bi, even like Jackson Hayes a lot. Like high flying act. I think they're going to be really good for a really long time. Um, I just see the Lakers as being able to dominate just in the free agency market over a team like uh, New Orleans, just because of that appeal. Well, even I think they have to pay BI this offseason, right? Yeah, they do. So I know, uh, what is it, the Pistons? I think Pistons fans are on the Brandon Ingram train that he's going to go to Detroit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tyler says that he's a diehard Pelicans fan with me for a year. I don't think he is because he claimed that Zion's going to be electric for two years, but then he's going to get hurt and be a bust. He's on the Zion is a bust train while also admitting he's amazing. I think he's got three years of being amazing, and then his big body's going to break down. I've accepted it. Our window is now. That's funny. I will tell you guys this, though, about Lonzo Ball. I have a very, very strong feeling that he's going to be a Laker again one day. I mean, LeVar came out the other day and said all three Ball brothers are going to be, be in L.A. Are you serious? You didn't see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, he um, said in an interview that the master plan is that all three ball brothers will eventually reconvene in LA. And I even wrote an article for Lake show life, like just outlining, like not saying it should or shouldn't happen, but just outlining the timeline of when it could happen. And I think it's like 2025 would be the first possible oh time they could god. do it. Leangelo is so good at basketball. Oh my God. Definitely an <laughs> NBA talent. He's a, a G league <laughs> practice player. <laughs> what happens? We get a full court. Yeah, you can throw him in the G league. Technically. <laughs> He's still in LA. Yeah. <laughs> we get a full court, three balls on the, on the court Two uh, LeBron's three balls. Oh, James. Paul James. I'm so confusing. Paul the James. three ball brothers. Okay. LeBron and his son. And Bronny. Two last names. Oh. Five players. I think the, That'd be pretty incredible. That'd be amazing. That'd be I, mean, awesome. I guarantee it'd be the first time it ever happened. 
Wait, can we get Dwayne Wade out of retirement with Zaire? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so transitioning back to the Dodgers, um, you know, it's a pretty sad time. I don't know if baseball is going to happen. All signs, it seems like they're optimistic it's going to happen. Personally, I've taken a pessimistic approach. It's not going to happen. But one thing I'm being optimistic about, I think Mookie Betts is going to be a Dodger for at least three, three to four more years, Daniel. I just want to get your thoughts on Mookie Betts, his long-term, potential long-term future with the Dodgers. I would say that the chances he re-signs are a little bit better than 50-50. Okay. Um, I think that he really did take a liking to L.A. and the culture that he was able to experience. I firmly believe that he's a nice guy. I think L.A. fits him more than the media will give it credit for. Yeah. Um, and I know you said three, four years. I really think that he'll sign even longer term than that. I don't really think that just – from a contract perspective, he wants to sign a deal that short. I think that he wants to o- enter the open market this upcoming season and just sign that 10-year deal, just kind of like Bryce Harper did with a 13-year deal with the Phillies. Yeah. Just kind of say, you know what, this is where I want to be for the rest of my career. And, God, I hope it's Los Angeles just because of how amazing of a talent he is. With Belly and Bueller and all those guys, Seager, all them, do you think the Dodgers are willing to commit more than five years to Mookie, though? I do. I think because the money, they don't have much tied up. After, they don't, uh, yeah. The next couple of years at all. Yeah. I remember people were saying like, oh, they don't have anybody tied up past, I think it was 2024, except for Kenta Maeda, and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so they can afford to bring in Mookie Betts. They could even afford to bring in uh, Nolan Arenado the year after Ooh. and sign extensions for um, for Bueller and Ballinger. I could totally see it happening. Yeah. My thing with the, the three to four years logic is, when looking at the free agent market, and maybe maybe you have a team that I'm just missing, I don't see a team that's going to pay Mookie a lot of money over 10 years because you figure the big spenders, Boston just got rid of them. So unless they're trying to do a, a you know a New York Yankees with the Chapman and bring them back, <laughs> um, Yankees you know they just signed Garrett Cole. They're already way over the luxury tax. I don't think they're going to bring in Mookie Betts. The Angels just signed Rendon. They're not going to spend and Trout. We well, still have yeah. Trout's contract forever. <laughs> um, you could make a case maybe for the Mets. They're a big market team, but do they make a run at Mookie Betts? And does Betts want to be a Met? I mean, there was a Mookie in Mets history, but... Mookie Mets. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you got a team like the Padres. I don't know if they're going to commit to another big big contract. Like, I just I can't really see any team that's going to be offering them that 10-year deal this this winter. So I think the Dodgers you know, will approach it similarly to Bryce Harper, and they'll be like, hey, we'll sign you, especially if he doesn't play this year. Like, hey, your value's down right now. The league's uncertain. We'll give you three years, $100 million, four years, $140 million, just something crazy, a high you know, annual value. And then he could retest the free agent market at 31 and probably still sign like a seven, eight-year deal. That's kind of what my you know, situation, yeah. most likely scenario is, but who knows. That's definitely Friedman's MO. He would totally do something like that. I mean, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, like I thought that the Padres were going to be the team that traded for Mookie Betts. Like yeah. I had been saying that for a long time. And they were in it till the end until the Dodgers actually, you know, put their foot down and said, nah, we like we're not messing around there. <laughs> um, I could totally see the Braves stepping in. I had okay. been linked to Mookie Betts for a long time. I could even see the Astros oh, getting God. in the free agency market with Mookie Betts just because they're going to be diminished talent-wise because they're not able to bring in draft picks. Yeah. It's going to be tough for them to get free agents going there, though. 
I mean, it's got to <laughs> yeah, be a tainted yeah, image. That is true. <laughs> but I mean, well, you know what? Mookie Betts is used to that culture. He <laughs> in I was about to say he just came from Boston, so maybe you fit right in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about the Astros. Oh my god, that would make me so mad. <laughs> So oh, that mad. Would piss me off. <laughs> yeah, I do that'd think be awful. I think that's worst case scenario. Like honestly, even worse than the Giants. Yeah. Oh, that's another team. The yeah. Giants are a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, they're decent market too. I think the one good thing going for the Dodgers is uh the shortened season might be perfect. Maybe he played a full season with you guys if we didn't have all this going on and he got his little taste and then he went and tested. I think the half season, not a lot of teams are gonna be willing to throw a lot of money at him, and he's gonna get just just a little bit of taste of playing with them and wanna sign that couple year extension. I think this is a perfect situation to help the Dodgers out. Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could be a blessing in disguise for sure. Here's a wild spin zone I'm already preparing for this season, all right? Love it. If the season happens, full season, half season, whatever, and the Dodgers yet again fall short in the playoffs, spin zone, Mookie's got unfinished business in L.A. He can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I tell myself. It's good stuff. Another Dodger I'm, I'm really high on is, um, I don't know how if you do like statistical models just to see how people are going to perform this year, but I'm super high on Julio if the season happens. Like, I think this is going to be Julio's breakout year. I projected him to be an all-star. Me and Ty were talking about it. Like, I think he's an all-star pitcher this year, if the year happens. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my breakout guys for this year because I play a lot of fantasy baseball. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in some pretty big leagues and stuff like that. So I do actually create like some statistical models to, to grade out these players and project them. And I had Julio, I think, as the 21st or 22nd most valuable pitcher in the league oh, yeah. this upcoming season. I can see it. And another guy that graded out really well, I remember, was Corey Seager. Um, pretty much a bounce back year was what the model was projecting. Dude, poor Corey Seager, man. He just can't get a regular spring training. <laughs> He's got yeah. the the Tommy John issues, and then, you know, the next year he's still coming back after that. Now this year he's got all this going on. Like, his career, he's got to be looking at his career right now. Like, it, it's just not meant to be or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was looking at Julio's, you know, I don't – go super deep dive into advanced stats, but like his stat cast stuff, like his exit VLO, hard hit percentage, all that stuff. Like it's outstanding, man. He's like in the 90th percentile in almost everything. Like he's good, man. He's 23. He's yeah. younger than Bueller too. That's what's insane. Or a year older or something, something he's right there. Yeah. He's a good young talent. I, I really see, I see some positives that I like and I think he's going to turn it around. I think it's just all injury related. Like, his hip and the Tommy John surgery, that's going to sap power, obviously. Yeah. Like, I don't know what people were expecting. Like this past season, people were saying that um, he should have, oh, he, you know, he should have been an all star. Like he should have bounced back like a lot quicker. <laughs> Those are two major, major, major surgeries. Yeah. You know, and this upcoming year would have been the telltale sign right there is this year, but we're not going to be able to see it. Yeah, and it's a you know sports fans are impatient. I mean, he made his MLB debut at 19, so you know sometimes fans don't put it into perspective. Like, hey, this guy is as young as he is. You know, yeah, he's been in with the team essentially for four years, but he's still young. You know, like most guys haven't even made their debut at this age. So just be patient. You know, if he was a Triple A pitcher that had these surgeries, you know, the expectations wouldn't be as high. So I think it's just some people have too high of expectations. Yeah, for sure. Sticking with the young talent in L.A., though. Uh, you going to tout the Angels right now? No, I'm not, in actually. Ac- in the actual Los Angeles? I'm staying with <laughs> Cody Bellinger, okay? I know the Angels have the greatest player in baseball. We're going we're gonna to ignore that for a second. <laughs> Cody Bellinger coming off an amazing season. 
When you look in the stats, though, and like kind of dive into him, he dropped off after the All-Star break. Yeah. Somewhat significantly. Do you think that's kind of a situation where the Dodgers were sort of dominating second half? Not as much to play for? Or do you think it could be a thing where he kind of had his break onto the scene to begin the season? Kind of, I mean, dude batted 431 in April, March. Like, absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, he was he was amazing. Uh, what are you kind of predicting for him? What do you see him doing next season? Do you think he'll do, you know, stay in the MVP race? Or do you think it was kind of like a flash in the pan? I think that he's going to be something like he was in the second half. Because, yeah, he did drop off in the first half, like, tremendously. But it's because the first half was so amazing. And I think he OPS somewhere around like 930, 940 in the second half. Yeah. But his batting average went down. So a lot of fans were saying, you know, he, oh, he totally dropped off. He's not batting 350 anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's going to happen. Guys go through swings. Sure. Um, I think that he's going to be, you know, maybe a, a six win player next year, six four. Um, I think he's going to be fantastic. But he's not going to be what he was in the first half. There's no way he can keep that up. Because even in his profile, like, he, he's got swing and miss in his profile. He didn't strike out as much as he should have last year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, dude, that first month last year, I was in Vegas working with my dad, and we were uh, – it was that Colorado game. It was nationally televised. I don't know if you remember it, but I think he hit, like, a home run early on in the game and then a double, and then we walked down to get food. And I checked on my phone, and we were losing by one or something. I was like, dude, he just hit another home run, dad. Like, it was just like <laughs> – he couldn't miss it was i've never seen anything like it and i mean there's probably yeah. models you know where people have done that before but as a dodger fan it was like manny 2008 you know it was insane yep. it was insane yeah that's what i was going to bring up was the only other time that i can remember it personally was as a kid watching manny ramirez hit the ball it seemed like every time he came up to the plate he was going to have some kind of extra base hit or make some magic happen and that's the way it felt with bellinger the first two months like for sure oh, had yeah. that really same look and feel oh yeah my personal uh, favorite Dodger, Gavin Lux, he's going to have that this year. He's going to be MVP candidate. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. I'm lower on Gavin Lux than a lot of people are. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm high on him because, uh, you know, I worked with the Quakes for two years. And, you know, so I got to know the guy personally. And one time these girls confused me for Gavin Lux, uh, called me Gavin Lux. So I was like, wow, we oh, must wow. look alike. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and me and Gavin had a good laugh about it. And since then, I, I've considered us friends, even though I haven't talked to him in a year and a half. <laughs> I have his phone number actually I think so. <laughs> I think if we've proved anything here Is that we go with our gut feeling and not the stats So big Gavin Lux guys <laughs> Yeah absolutely Hey Gavin Lux is a good looking dude You know, He's going to be a great player I, And some say he looks like me So what does that say <laughs> Speaking of the fake LA team Just just give Tyler's team some love here mm-hmm. How bad would they have been if the season played Great <laughs> uh, They probably would have been like a 500 team yeah, that's probably that's fair. Um, their pitching is just, just so the bad. Angels. Yeah, that's just the Angels. Like every year, everybody's always like, "Oh, you know, can they win eighty-five games this season?" No, they're gonna win eighty-one, like seventy-nine to eighty-one every single year. Tyler shaking his I don't head right now. This one bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, when the um, reported Jock Peterson uh, Ross Stripling trade to the Angels happened, and eventually it got pulled. Me and Tyler had a debate on the podcast, and he said with Jock Peterson that the Angels had a better offense than the Dodgers, who were trading Jock Peterson to the Angels. Do you agree with that sentiment? Not even close. Thank you. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> you look at it, it was close, and then we have a DH. You guys got a pitcher hitting. I very clearly leaned into the DH thing, <laughs> playing a factor Oh, here. my God. That's a stretch, man. <laughs> 
And it was funny too because during last season we had a debate about Chuck Peterson and Cole Calhoun, and Tyler said that uh, Cole Calhoun was just what did you say he was? He was a better defensive Jock Peterson. A better defensive Jock Peterson, and the Angels lost Cole Calhoun, but then got Jock Peterson, and all of a sudden they had. I mean, they did get Anthony Rendon, but it was supposed to be this huge addition in his eyes. Yeah. I, I actually like the Angels' offense a lot. I think a lot of people don't give uh, Justin Upton any credit because he's always hurt. I mm, love it. Like, Trout, Rendon, Otani, Upton, like, that. that's a nice, like, a really, really solid core. I just think that the Dodgers are so much deeper. It's, like, it's no contest. We don't have any Tommy Lestellas. Let's just put it that way. Hey, man, all-star. <laughs> <laughs> people forget. <laughs> It's funny you brought up Upton because that's another player we kind of have like a running debate on this podcast about. Tyler's really high on Justin Upton. I'm really low on Justin Upton. So he he had a really big smile on his face when you brought his name up. (laughs) Gotta love it. I love the Justin Upton love. I used to think Justin Upton was overrated, but I think he's gotten to the point where he's underrated. I think a lot of people don't realize his output every year. Tough, tough couple seasons with injuries, but bounce back season. Yeah. I mean, my logic. I'm anticipating it. My logic is. The Angels have a curse. Anyone who's decent and goes to the Angels does does much worse. AKA Zach Cozart, Tyler's favorite player. We don't talk about him. And uh, I just it Justin Upton's got that curse. I'm sorry, he can't get over the curse. It's it's <laughs> it, it just happens. Yeah, that's where that's where guys go for their career to die. Absolutely. <laughs> We're just the coronavirus Josh is Hamilton? just delaying the inevitable with Rendon. <laughs> yeah, Josh, Josh Hamilton. Hamilton and CJ Wilson, Albert Pujols. Vernon uh, Vernon Wells, Tyler's favorite player. Vernon Wells, yep. <laughs> you guys are just bring me down here. I don't appreciate it one bit. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last question I got for you, Daniel. We're in tough times. People are looking to make some extra money. You know, some people may not have got the stimulus check, or they already spent all their stimulus check. Uh, like my cousin, I'm not going to say his name though. It's you know a little shady to say that. What is your advice if someone wants to make quick money on either the KBO? whether it's the UFC coming up, fights happening, or whatever's going on, you know, golf's coming back in a few months. Is there, like, one simple trick you can give someone, you know, a star, a beginner gambler to, to win some money? Follow me. Okay. Love it. Follow, Love the- follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I give out stock picks, too, if you are uh, into investing. I'm high on, I'm I'm high on stocks. Stock picks on my Twitter, so. I mean, yeah. check your phone. You're getting a follow right now. <laughs> I'm big on stocks. I'm big on awesome. stocks, um, but my problem is... <laughs> This sounds so sad. I'll put it in a big order for like a stock that I, I think is going to go up. Like by big, I mean for me like a hundred bucks or something. And then, but I'll do it at night. So like the order won't go through till the next morning or whatever. And then I get cold feet later in the night and I pull out the, the stock. <laughs> I've done that before. And then it ends up hitting like crazy. <laughs> yeah. My, my buddy actually, our buddy actually, he, uh, he sold big on, um, well not sell big. He bought big on the MGM resort stock. Like when it crashed. And then he told me to buy it too. So I bought like $10 of it, you know, I was whatever. And I think it doubled the next day and I, I sold it right away. I was like, okay, 20 bucks in my pocket. Nice. And he put like 200 bucks in it, but it's since dipped back down. Now he's only up like 5% or something. It's like, dude, you got to sell out when it, you know, when it strikes back up. Yeah. This is the best time to invest too. Just with, the, with everything going on. Absolutely. The best time to invest, especially I know penny stocks have actually been like kicking ass lately. See, I'm, I got a small brain. I don't even know what a penny stock is. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> anything under a dollar. Anything that is uh, under uh, a, a dollar a share. Could we create our own stocks? Do we sell stocks in this podcast? <laughs> 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 Set up a hey. pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so if you're looking to make any money, whether it be uh, stocks, sports gambling, whatever, make sure you follow DP underscore plays, and then check out Daniel's podcast. It's the Dan Deal Show, at Dan Deal Podcast, right? Or at Dan Deal Show on Twitter? Mm-hmm. At, at uh, Dan Deal Podcast. And then you can find me at Dan J. Preciado on Twitter. All right, we'll tweet all this out. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. We definitely appreciate it, man. We'll have to have you back on sometime once we actually have sports going on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me on. Jason, I fucking hate the Rams' new logo because I was looking and we play an L.A. team the first week of the preseason. I was like, oh, we play the Chargers. And then I looked and I was like, oh, wait, there's the Chargers lightning bolt. What's that other logo? Why do they use two different Chargers logos? <laughs> it's not. It's the Rams logo. Why do you hate the Rams logo it's so It's the Chargers logo. It's not even a bad logo. It's just not their team. I, I, I thought it was it. the Chargers. I thought it was the Chargers and it bugs me. I don't give a shit about preseason, though. Regular season's out. Yeah. And uh, how are you feeling about your Chargers, Jay? Let's check out the Chargers schedule here. Chargers. Okay, so I currently, I don't know if you saw this. Ooh, they play on my birthday. Oh, what better birthday present than to get shit on by the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> well, that's tough. at home? Hey, their New first stadium. home game? First New home stadium. Game. They got to win it. I got to go. Both. I got to go. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Me and my mommy. Uh, <laughs> 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 What's so funny about that? <laughs> What's so funny? Just keep going. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know if you saw this, but I have a bet with someone. $100 bet. I didn't know the wager was this much. And then he said, I bet you $100. I was like, I can't back out now. <laughs> you, already, you already committed. That the Chargers are going to lose, uh, not win 10 games this year. And I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, I love the Chargers and I hope they prove me wrong. But there's just no way they win 10 games. I mean, that's a perfect bet, though, because either you're feeling good, probably going to make the playoffs, or you get 100 bucks. So I'm just going to go very quick schedule prediction. Just not even give input on each one. I'm just going to say, okay. open the season with the Bengals, win. Kansas City on my birthday, loss, 1-1. One and one. Carolina, week three, win, 2-1. and one. Buccaneers, week four, loss, 2-2. Two and two. Saints, week five, loss, 2-3. and three. Jets at home, win, 3-3. Three and three. Dolphins, loss, 3-4. and four. Oh. We don't travel east well. Jacksonville, win, 4-4. Four and four. Raiders. far east. Oh, it's home. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders, so we're 4-4 four and four now. Raiders, we're at home. We'll say 5-4. and four. Broncos, on the way, low road, lose 5-5. Five and five. Bills, on the road, lose 5-6. and six. We don't travel well. Patriots at home, win 6-6. Six and six. Falcons at home, win 7-6. and six. Raiders on the road, lose 7-7. Seven and seven. Broncos at home, I think I said we were going to lose the first one, so we're going to win this one. Eight and seven. KC on the road, lose. We're going eight and eight. Just the most. And I think if you look back on that, you can rewind it. I think I might have just went win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, and didn't even realize. No, I didn't. We had two losses in a row. We're going to go eight and eight. And that's fine. Whatever. It's kind of like the last place you want to be is just middle of the road, 500 team. But that's what we're going to be this year because Tyra Taylor is a starting quarterback. I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> I definitely agreed with your week five in New Orleans. That's a hard L. Monday night football. Are we going to watch that together? I mean, we have to. I wanted, dude, you know, back before everything started, when it was announced we were going to play the Saints on the road, I was like, dude, I want to go to New Orleans because I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I was like, that's a good excuse, but probably not a good idea now. Yeah. Maybe, hey, buy the plane tickets now. Probably super cheap. Maybe everything's cleared up by then. If not, sell them. I got... Dude, pro strats. I have airline credits from my canceled vacation. Use those airline credits just right now towards those flights. And if nothing, if it doesn't happen, then I could still cancel it. Like I, I not, you know, I would just get the airline credit back. 
That might be the move. Because then I don't have to lose. actually spend anything. That'd be great. I don't know, but we're probably going to lose. Looking at the Saints schedule here, Jay. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I know you are. Week one against the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's debut. Let me just let me just read a tweet from the uh, the critically acclaimed, well-respected journalist Skip Bayless. <laughs> Report Brady at Breeze Week One. All caps. Unfair NFL. Why make Brady play his toughest game of the year first without the usual time to prepare? Okay, saddle him with own one. Then the watch usual what time you got a full ass off season to prepare. You have a whole preseason to game plan for that game. <laughs> you have more time. Are, is he saying because the Saints will have more time too? I think he's saying that Drew Brees has been there and Brady's still learning his new team, so it's unfair to make Brady play Week One. If the f- if a forty three year old quarterback still doesn't know his new system by Week One, then maybe he should retire. That's like Brady's no, whole it's thing. Unfair. It's unfair. Brady shouldn't have to play Week One. No. Okay. Should he just, they don't have to play until November? Just give him eight automatic wins? I, I think that's what he would like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're going to win that game. Uh, oh, the Bucks? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Well, where is it? In in New Orleans. That's, yeah. L for you guys. Sorry. Zero chance. Raiders away. I mean, we're going we're gonna to enjoy the new stadium, but it's Monday Night Football and it's the Raiders, and I'm not scared of them. Are the Saints going to party too hard? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Mike Thomas, he probably's going to party. Jameis, he might get the team in some trouble. He's going to get go into Las Vegas and be like, holy shit, I can see all these lights. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> Green Bay at home. Lions on the road. I, I'm just going to skip to the chase. 16 now. <laughs> oh, my God. The only game I'm worried about, Jason, is a game at home week 16. We got the fucking Vikings at home on Christmas Day. What a way to ruin my Christmas, NFL. Yeah. Because we're going to lose at home and be 14-1. and one, And it's going to break my heart. So you don't think um, the Chargers are a problem? No. You don't think playing the Bucks in Tampa Bay is a problem? You don't think they could possibly split with you guys? I mean, they always do. But now that Brady's there, no. You don't think as bad as they are playing in Chicago in November could be a little troublesome for an old quarterback like Breeze, who's used to playing in domes? Jason, two words for you. Global warming. I'll be fine. It'll probably be like a mild 88. I just want to point out, Ty, of the six, first six games of the season, five are in a dome. So Drew Brees is not going to be acclimated to that outside weather. We're going to be just fine. And that's the thing. On the road, we got nothing. On the road. 49ers, Lions. don't worry you after they kicked the shit out of you at your home last year. Lions, Bears, Bucks, Broncos, Falcons, Eagles, mile Panthers high. on the road. You don't think old ass Drew Brees is going to get tired at mile high? You don't no, think that's he's a not because that's a home game. No, Broncos oh, are Oh, Broncos. Up. Yeah. That's fine. It's the fucking Broncos. So the 49ers, even though they're in New Orleans, don't worry you. Nope. Or the defending champion Super Bowl. The Look, defending I'm going to be realistic. Kansas City Chiefs. There's a chance we lose. But if I have to make a prediction right now, gun to my head, 16-0. 12-4. Probably. 16-0, though. 12-4 is not bad, Ty. I love this schedule. I, every single one of our hard games are in home. Uh, the hardest opponent on the road is the Eagles or the Broncos. We were both kind of high on the Broncos. Yeah. Other than that, there's nothing on the road. Raiders, Lions, Bears. Buccaneers? You, the Buccaneers are a division team. It doesn't matter how good they are, how fucking bad they are. They're, we're always going to just split. Whatever happens, happens. We're going to split. You just said it. That's why I said it. Just whatever happens, happens. <laughs> okay. But in terms of non-division teams, love it. Imagine Patrick Mahomes playing in a dome. Yeah, imagine Drew Brees playing in Dome. 
Yeah, I've got plenty of years imagining it, and it's a good look. You know, I never wish injury on anyone, but I wouldn't hate if Drew Brees got a minor injury that holds him out for the whole year. Nothing life-threatening, just Jameis like... Jameis carries us to the playoffs, Drew Brees comes and in Jameis for the comes in, playoff run. And all the Saints fans who just shit on Jameis when he was on the division rival for so long get so hyped about Jameis. LASIK, 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 interception. Interception, interception. And Jameis just as terrible. Um, so here's the thing, Jay. I almost uninstalled the NFL app today <laughs> because I got a notification. It was a video of uh, Nate Burleson. I believe he does uh, Good Morning Football. Okay. Uh, says, if Jameis Winston gets the chance to play in 2020, the Saints offense will be more explosive with him under center than Drew Brees. And the title was Jameis Greater Than Brees? Question mark. Oh, my God. I nearly uninstalled the app. Oh, my God. It's so funny because LASIK, like, he said, like, now he can read street signs. And, like, maybe his vision was a little blurry. You still don't think he saw the fucking linebackers? It's not like there was just an empty void in his vision. Like, he still visually saw them. Jason, 30 and 30. I don't think he saw the linebackers. He absolutely saw the linebackers. (laughs) I think he absolutely had terrible vision and will throw less interceptions now. I don't think he's anywhere near Drew Brees. Even if he... Had bad eyesight. You don't think he was like wearing like the best, highest contacts possible, and he, his vision was still good enough? No, I don't think he was wearing contacts. I, I think he was just doing fucking. He was just raw dogging it. I I think it's fine. I don't think the LASIK changes anything. It might have been a little fuzzy, but that doesn't change. There's not just a fucking black hole where the linebacker is. He's like, oh, there's no one there. Let he me throw it into here. the grass though. He doesn't know where the <laughs> linebacker ends and where the field starts. Thinks the guy's wide open. Wait a minute, that blur is in in the catch zone. So you're telling me, Tyler, as someone who potentially we almost thought once had glaucoma. I got bad eyesight, bro. If I threw these glasses off, I'd throw a lot of interceptions too. You think if I wore green, I would blend into the grass to you? Yes. You're so full of shit. 20 yards downfield? Absolutely. You're so full of shit. Absolutely. What green teams are there? Eagles. I don't think they played the Eagles last year and they were white. That's a good stat. I mean, the Saints wear a lot of white unis. Maybe he thought we were blending in with the lines. Oh, my God. We should look at that. James Winston against teams wearing green jerseys. That's a funny stat. That's advanced stats we're going to have to throw out there. Yeah. (laughs) That could help a betting model. Interceptions versus green versus like (laughs) color, like standout neon colors. Color rush unis. That's that's a lot of work, though. (laughs) I don't think it is. I think we just look at his schedule last year. I don't think we got to look at what jerseys they were wearing. I'll look at the schedule. You look at the jerseys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think... Week five, though, Monday night, I'm happy that it's prime time. The narrative I told you before we started recording, it's going to be Drew Brees' last game against... Because it's going to be his last game against the Chargers because we play every, like, three years. Hmm. Last game against the Chargers, the team that drafted him. They're going to show some 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 pictures of Brees when he was drafted, and they're going to show some pictures of his collarbone, like when he broke it or whatever, and then, you know his thing to new Orleans. And then they're going to show Philip rivers who replaced Drew Brees. Yep. And they're going to show Justin Herbert and be like, is he the next Philip rivers? Um, they're definitely not gonna say is Tyrod Taylor, the next Drew Brees. Um, I'm throwing this out there. Now there's going to be shots of Jameis on the sideline saying the chargers could assign Jameis. There's going to be shots. I see the thing with Tyrod is I feel like he's just such a safe option because he's not going to lose any games for us. You know what I mean? It'll just be like one of those things where it's just like, Oh, they're, they're kind of in every game, you know, like he's not going to be throwing picks. So it's not gonna be like, Oh, Tyrod Taylor's terrible. It's just going to kind of be like the chargers are the chargers. Yep. Like who's the most, just they are who they are team last year. Just eight and eight. Like they could beat you. They may not. I don't know. We're both looking it up now. <laughs> the Eagles were eight and eight, but they're big time 
injured, so I don't really count that. Just a team who like like the Broncos. Were maybe? the Eagles eight and eight? I think they were nine and seven. Um, Broncos were seven and nine. Like the Jets. Cowboys were eight and eight. The Steelers maybe last year without a quarterback. Like, whatever. So there isn't really a team that like just straight up their roster eight and eight. We had some seven and the nines. Bears. Bears eight and eight. Bears are absolutely a whatever team. Good. They defense, could win some games good with defense, their defense, but Mitch Trubisky ain't gonna win them any games. Yeah, they didn't really get hot at any points. They didn't like have any huge downfalls. It was just kind of like, you know, the whole year. How do you feel about being the Chicago Bears, Jason? I mean, I think Tyrod's probably better than Mitch Trubisky. Mitch oh, Trubisky will lose games. That. Yes, he will. Tyler Taylor might not win you games, but he won't lose you games. Mitch Trubisky will find creative ways to lose you games. <laughs> we got a good defense, so I don't know, man. I'm just I'm so excited to watch a shit ton of 23 to 20 games. I'm excited to see this game too, because it's gonna be fun to see how like how they use Derwin James against Michael Thomas. Like obviously they're not gonna be matched up on Sanders. Can't forget about him. Like how the Chargers are gonna scheme it, and if the Saints figure it out early, if our Gus Bradley, our defensive coordinator, is just literally not gonna make any adjustments like he has in the past. Um, uh, like the uh, New England Patriot game playoffs. He, our fucking offensive court defensive coordinator said in an interview this week that this year they're gonna run more like two deep safeties because they like never run two deep safeties. Like they'll run more cover two and cover two man. He said we need to switch it up more because we don't switch it up enough. Yeah, no shit. You literally were getting torched every play by the Patriots. Like, the cover three defense, if done right, it's so good in the NFL. And the Chargers were doing it really well. I mean, look what they did to Baltimore the week before. Like, Lamar Jackson, granted it wasn't MVP with Lamar Jackson yet, but they were still hot at that time. Um, shut them down. But, you know, you got to adjust. <laughs> you got to adjust when it's time to adjust. And he just was that Madden player who just runs the same play over and over again, which is every Madden player I found out by playing in multiple Madden leagues stuff so i don't know it'll be fun i'm excited to watch that game with you um i'm excited for the shit talking very excited i'm excited for the friendly wager we make there will be money on the line or or embarrassment i feel like maybe a little both i feel like i'm gonna say it now and you might not agree with it but i feel like i should get the spread in this game it should not be a straight up because the saints are better than the chargers the fuck i mean we'll have to work it out i don't know if i can give you the spread I, the Saints are better than the Chargers. I can give you... I, I don't want to bet a straight across like embarrassment slash money bet knowing that the chance of the Saints winning is like 80%. We'll discuss. You guys are going to we'll see be... how the season works out if Drew Brees is still in there. <laughs> Preseason prediction. We're going to go back to this. This game, Saints, seven and a half point favorites. I was going to say I'll give you seven points. So maybe I do give you spread. <laughs> we'll see how the season works out. I don't know. Eight and eight for the Chargers. 16 and 0 apparently for the Saints. Yep. I like you guys to win the Super Bowl. I, I like really do. That. I've talked about it before. I think I'm going to love us to win the Super Bowl and then we're going to lose Christmas Day week 16 and she's going to just shit on my emotions on the Saints. What would hurt more? And then we just play the Panthers week 17, so that's not a prove it game or anything. We're just going to be going in the playoffs cold. What would hurt more? The Bengals ruining a 16 and 0 season or you guys are like 13 and 1, 12 and 2? Bengals the Vikings, whatever. Okay. I don't know why I said Bengals. So they ruin your 14-0 season, your perfect season. Or you guys are 11-2, 12-1, whatever the case is at the time, and they injure Drew Brees. Out for the whole rest of the playoffs. That would absolutely be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even close. I'd much rather still have the first round by with a healthy Drew Brees. <laughs> but 16-0. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't need 16-0. 
Would you? Oh, that'd be tough, man. I feel like honestly, I would rather my team go fifteen and one and make a Super Bowl run than sixteen and zero and make a Super Bowl run. Because that Super Bowl, if you lose, like they're due. Everyone's gonna say they're due for a loss. Like, just imagine talking shit because the Saints went sixteen and zero and you guys just like lose in the first round of the playoffs. Isn't that what happened to the Patriots? Well, they the, lost in the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, to the yeah. Super Bowl. Was that the Giants one? Yeah. I wouldn't even let you talk shit. I'd be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be tough. Dodgers won 108 games. They didn't do shit. That'd be real tough. <laughs> Buccaneers, five primetime games. Raiders, I think, had four or five in the new stadium. Yeah, absolutely. If we look, I guarantee at least four of those. I know we have a Monday Night Football week two. Okay. On the road? Oh, oh yeah, we we're talking about. Yeah. Javis partying. I saw uh, before the schedule was announced, there was like a Broncos um, account. Oh, what was that? I like scratched my mic. Um, someone tweeted, like a, a reporter tweeted, like hearing that week one, the second Monday night football game could be Broncos at Raiders or Broncos at Chargers. And then the Broncos, um, that like blog or whatever wrote, you know, like NFL schedule leaks, whatever Broncos to host Raiders or Chargers in week one. I'm like, where the fuck do you see host? Like, and I wanted to message them and be like, you're completely wrong on this, but I didn't. <laughs> and I in- included the tweet in the article. And I was like, like, what, what did you guys miss? Tough. I you, thought, are the Rams, do you know if the Rams are primetime week one? I feel like that's a, no. So they have us week two, Monday night football. Okay. They have week the seven. Ra- I thought the Raiders had you week two. Oh, I thought you were saying the Raiders playing the Rams. No, just are the Rams primetime. 2020 prime time schedule. Should we power rank the 16 Monday night football games? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is bad radio. <laughs> they have the Cowboys Sunday. They might be Sunday night football. Well, yeah. Sunday night football. Week oh, one against the Cowboys. I can't wait for that tie because all the stupid Rams fans that say chargers have no fans. And that game is going to be 80% Cowboy fans on their first game. At least we get the freaking. Who did we play week one? Like our first um, game at home. It's week two. The, the Chiefs. Yeah, that'll probably be like 60% Chiefs fans. But I'll be there. It's my birthday. So the Rams have five primetime games. We got Cowboys week one, 49ers, Sunday night football week six, Monday night against the Bears, uh, Monday night. They have two Monday night games. You guys have like three. Against the Bucks, uh, Thursday night versus the Patriots. Ugh, how are the Patriots looking primetime games? Bill Belichick. I'm going to give you my ugliest primetime game of the year. Ready? Mark it on your calendars. Sunday night football, the game you can miss the most, is going to be week. They're actually all pretty good. Oh, They're actually, I mean, week seven. Oh, no, because that has a Tom Brady narrative. It's Buccaneers at Raiders. Yeah, but that could still be a real bad game. Week five, Minnesota Vikings at Seattle Seahawks. Kirk Cousins sounds like a good game to me. Is not going to play well in Seattle. He's just not. I mean, fact check me on this. I think they beat Seattle last year. I don't know. Or, or oh no, this is a better one, Ty. I got a better one. Week fourteen, Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. That is this Sunday night football game that I do not care if I miss. Okay. I think it's, you know, it's bullshit. Chargers don't play on Sunday night football. Really? It's bullshit. Yeah. We never play on Sunday night football. We played one game last year against the Steelers, 
And then the year before we played the Steelers, it got flexed because we were actually good. That was the first time we were in Sunday Night Football in like seven years. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. I was wrong. They uh, they beat Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football last year. So maybe Kirk Cousins, repeat, loses again. I feel like there's teams that just always play each other. Don't you? Usually division rivals. Well, but like not like outside <laughs> of division. Like you always see the Steelers. Steelers, the- Patriots. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, you never see Chargers Saints. That's what makes it so cool. It is going to be fun. Chargers are going to win. The narrative, Jason, is going to be the Drew Brees narrative of that game. I Yeah, I hope someone on our team injures Drew Brees, so then you have an enemy on the Chargers the rest of your life. Okay. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's early in the season. He can recover. No, like, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not going to say anything. I don't wish that evil on anyone. <laughs> We're going to be talking quarterback narratives. Quarterbacks are drafted. Yeah, Where we, they end up. We got Joe Burrow week one, first overall pick. That's a, that'll be fun. My my personal favorite quarterback probably in the league right now. <laughs> Behind Philip Rivers. That'll be fun. That'll be a good game to watch. Yes, it will. Number one overall pick though, Jay. Yep. In the 2020 draft. Yes, sir. We're doing a quiz going back to the year 1983. Every first round quarterback drafted. Not the first quarterback drafted. Any quarterbacks in the first round. No, that is not this quiz I'm on. I'm definitely on this quiz. 93? It can says, can you name the first quarterback, the quarterback first drafted in the NFL draft we clicked since on different, 1983? We clicked on different ones. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm glad it's not all these. Because I was like, <laughs> Jesus fuck. No, this one is just the first quarterback drafted in the NFL draft since 1983. Not all of the quarterbacks. That's why it was every first round quarterback. I was like, I have no fucking clue. No, I wouldn't put, put you through that much time. Here, I'll put the link in the stock. I don't know if you found it or not. I got it. All right, so yeah, the first quarterback taken in every draft Much 37 better. years ago. Yeah, th- 37 years back. Oh, 38. We only have five minutes, Ty. Five minutes, 38 picks. Uh, this should be good. I'm a quick typer, so I'm just going to do play quiz. and Burrow. Burrow. We got Kyler Murray, Murray last year. We got Mayfield. Baker. That's not Trubisky. Yeah, it is. is. Oh, my God. They took him second overall. That's terrible. Uh, Jared Goff. Buccaneers one. Was that Jameis? Yeah. Jaguars third is Bortles. Yep. Bills. 16th? Barkley? Matt Barkley was not. No. Who the hell was a Bills quarterback? That Taylor? Did? Could it be Tyrod no, Taylor? No, he was a six-round pick. Skip. Colts one. Andrew Luck. Okay. Panthers one. Cam Newton. Ram, Rams. That's Bradford. Lions one. Stafford. Stafford. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Falcons. Matt Ryan. Raiders in 07, first overall pick. Didn't they pick one of the car? Oh, no, it was uh, Jamarcus Russell, the bust. Okay. Yep. Titans three. Who's like a good... <sighs> What's his name? Vince Young? Yep. <laughs> okay, 49ers in 05. That's Alex Smith, because that's the draft they passed on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Chargers in 04. Ryan Leaf. Oh, no, that's Eli Manning. Yep. Oh, and we got Peyton Manning for that. Let's go. Chargers draft... Eli Manning? Yeah, and then we traded him for Phil Rivers. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. I'll explain after. Bengals first. Is that Carson Palmer? Yeah, that yep. sounds right. Texans first 02. Fuck Shab? me. Shab? No. <laughs> I don't know fucking clue. Sh- Am I spelling Shab wrong? I'm getting real thin on knowledge here. Falcons in 2001 is probably Michael Vick. Yep. Jets. In 2000, Pennington. Guaranteed it's Chad Pennington. Let's go, dude. Browns first overall 99. Is that Tim Couch? Yep. <laughs> Never even heard of him. Colts first overall. That's Peyton. Um, yeah. 97 Niners, 26th overall. Vince Young? 
No. You already typed in or Young. Or Steve Young. I meant Steve Young. You already typed in Young. Oh, yeah. Duh. Rams, 42nd overall. Is that no first-round picks? No. Oh, I know. I know who it is, but I don't know his name. Okay. We'll skip. Oilers, third overall. I think I fucking know this one. I can't think of it. Moon? Warren Moon? No. It's not Moon. There's another one that I'm thinking, then. Fuck me. Redskins? I wonder if that's Joe Theismann. I don't know how to spell his name. Patriots, first overall after that. That's definitely Brady. <laughs> no, that might be uh, Bledsoe. Yep, that's Bledsoe. Bengals in 92. Shit, if I know. Seahawks in 91. Seahawks, who they had a quarterback. It's not Hasselback. That was the guy before. Yeah, it's not Hasselback. Colts in 90. Johnny Unitas? <laughs> 89 Cowboys. Oh, that's got to be, what's his name? Aikman. Yep. Yep. Colts, 76th overall. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. Bucks, first overall in 87. Uh, I feel like this guy had a pencil mustache. <laughs> no, there's, oh God, who's, I want to say there's a black quarterback. He was like the first black quarterback to ever make it to the Super Bowl. I feel like he played on the Bucks. Do you have a pencil mustache? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's what I'm feeling. I'm getting those vibes. I'm going back to 2013 to think about one we could actually do. The Bills. Who is the quarterback of the Bills? Nathan Peterman, Tyrod. Who's before Tyrod? Fuck, fine. 2013 is not that long ago either. The One year after Andrew Luck. Who was, who was the Bills I quarterback? I feel like this has to be a bust. Well, yeah, obviously. But who? Well, I'm saying they could have traded him, just like the fucking Chargers trade. No, oh, yeah, the Bills traded. I think it was someone who played on the Bills. I thought maybe Mike Matt Barkley. I don't know why I thought that he got drafted forever ago. How much time we got? A minute thirteen. This is tough. I think we already did better than the baseball one. <laughs> In terms of percentage, probably we Big had like fifty-eight percent. Who, listeners? Who was the Bills quarterback that was selected in 2013? Call in. I'm about to just Google it. It's pissing me off. Or the Texans in 2002. I feel like that would be Matt Shaw, but it's not. Is it Carr? Because I know one of the Carr brothers. It was Carr in 2002. Um, David Carr. That's a good pick. Dude, I don't know. I'm cool ending it. The Bills. We got 40 seconds to think, Ty. Who? This has pushed my knowledge to its limits. I know you're a huge Bills fan. Die hard. Who was the Bills quarterback five years ago? I mean, whoever it was, who has Tom Brady beat up on oh. in his career? Oh, it's uh, is it EJ Manuel? EJ Manuel. <laughs> Great pick. I have no clue. Right. Okay, I can end it now. <laughs> I feel better about that. That would have pissed me off if I didn't get that. Okay, who do we miss? We got 66%. Average score is only 47. God damn. I'd I, like to take credit for that. I will say I got most of the names <laughs> past like 29. I mean, me and you were on a run there through like 2000. We missed a couple. I was right there with you. And then the entire second half was you. Uh, 1997, Jim, whatever, Drucklin Miller, 96, the Oilers, uh, 96 is Tony Banks, Steve McNair for the Oilers. Fuck me. I actually knew that one. Heath Schuler, Redskins, David Klingler, Bengals, Dan McGuire, Seahawks, Jeff George, Colts, Chris Chandler, Colts, Vinny Testaverde. I've heard of him before. Bucks, Jim Everett, Oilers, Randall Cunningham. That's Eagles. Yep. That's a, that's a big miss. Boomer Esiason and John Elway, 1983, with the Colts. He also pulled an Eli Manning. 
got traded. So Eli Manning, we selected him with the first overall pick, and he refused to go to the Chargers. Love like, it. I think he threatened to retire from football and, like, go to law school or something. Like, he was just not going to play. Seems like a law school kind of nerd. So we drafted him first overall, because before the draft, they were like, we're not going to play for you. And then we drafted him anyways. Said, fuck it, we're going to figure out where you go. And uh, then he's like, no, I'm not playing for you. So then we traded him for Phillip Rivers. And uh, we actually got, like, a decent amount of picks out of it and the better quarterback. But, yeah. Two rings? <laughs> Fucking pisses me off. Sixty-six <laughs> percent. I'm proud of that. Better than I thought. I mean, we did what fifty-four on baseball. Yeah, it was bad. How about like forties in one of the leagues? How about this, Ty? We didn't plan for this. Can you name the NFL teams that have gone twenty-five or more years without winning a Super Bowl? Titans. Play quiz. Fifty-four seasons. Never. I'm just gonna say the Chargers. Yep. Titans. Titans have probably never won a Super Bowl. I feel like the Texans, but have they existed for 25 years? Don't no, they know. haven't. Maybe the Buccaneers? Buccan- no, they won like 2002. Did they? Yeah, with uh, what's his name? Tony Dungy or whatever. The, uh... Or am I- no, Is no. this like a 25-year streak? Yeah. Last like, since. So like the most recent one is 1992. 28 years. And then there's a bunch of teams with never. Okay. Who are just teams who have never won the Super Bowl? Falcons, maybe? Falcons. Yep. Never won a Super Bowl. The Panth. No, they're an expansion team. We just need a name team. Jets. Yep. They haven't won it since 1969. How long has it been for the Bills? Never. The Bills made it to four straight Super Bowls in the 90s and lost That's every single one. Fucking brutal. Dodgers of the NFL. Um, we only <laughs> made it to two. Um, <laughs> um, let's go. The Cardinals. I feel like the Cardinals have never won. And I know they've been around a while. Think, yeah, they've never won. Oh, fuck. They made it to one. Against the Steelers. It was yep. a Madden cover with Palomalu and Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. I would say the Chiefs, but they just won. Well, bitch. Uh. <laughs> Wait, I'm just going to put Chiefs just in case this was before. No, it wasn't. Did the Seahawks ever win one? Yes. I know they had the interception. Yes, they the won line. against the freaking Broncos. It was the Broncos one. I just remember the interception against the Patriots. We just need to start rattling off teams. The Vikings. Never won. Boom. Bears. Bears haven't won since 1986. The Lions probably yeah, never won. Bad. Yeah, they've never won. No, the Colts lost no, to they us. won with Manning. Lost to us, though. <laughs> you just have to throw that in there. The Jaguars. <laughs> I don't know how long they've been around. Nope. Come on, we got five more. We got this. The fucking other, the Dolphins, how long has it been for them? Boom, got it. The Browns. Yeah, big time Browns. Uh, Who's the team that's always terrible? The Raiders. Yes, the Raiders. Did you already get the Chargers? Yeah, and we lost. We got 12 out of 14, 86%, 72 average score. We missed the Bengals and the Redskins. Yeah, probably should have had those. Those were two worst teams last year. (laughs) Yeah, they were. I want to quiz you on this, Ty, even though you said you wanted to pull up a map. But last last week I did a geography quiz for you, so this one's just going to be for you. Fuck. Geography quiz number two, second week in a row. I didn't study. Can you name the National Football League franchises east to west based on the location of their home stadiums? Play quiz. So I think if we're going far east. We're west. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. East, east west. Far sorry. east. Top left. I think Maryland's up there. You mean top right? Top right. I think Maryland's up there. Okay. Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> oh, it doesn't tell me the answers. <laughs> Patriots? Do you want me just to quit? Yeah, yeah. I don't, Never mind. I don't know how to do this. Okay, I'm just gonna give you one guess, and then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. 
and I'll tell you the team instead of typing it out. So who's your first guess? Most East. My guess was the the Ravens. Wrong. It's the Patriots. Nah, Second most was, East. Then it was the Patriots. Um, the Ravens. Wrong. Giants. Who's the third East? The Jets. <laughs> yes, they play in the same stadium. Good job. Then the Ravens. Wrong. Eagles. Where the fuck is Baltimore? Uh, fifth most. This is tough. So so far you have the Patriots, Giants, Jets, Eagles. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go down to Florida. Jay, give me give me them Dolphins. <laughs> no, it's the Ravens. <laughs> oh, I thought you just said that, so it didn't count. After the Ravens, Dolphins. No, Redskins. Then the Dolphins. <laughs> no, the Bills. Then the Dolphins. No, the Steelers. Then the Dolphins. <laughs> yes. Then the Jaguars. No, the Panthers. Then the Jaguars. Yes. <laughs> And then maybe maybe the Falcons are pretty far west, bro. Let's go. We're going to go up north again. We're going to go Bears. No, it's the Browns. Then the Bears. No, it's the Buccaneers. Then the Bears. No, it's the Lions. I forgot about the Buccaneers. Then the Bears. The Falcons. Then the Bears. Fuck. The Bengals. <laughs> then the Bears. Chicago's very west. The Colts. Then the Bears. The Titans. <laughs> then the Packers. <laughs> then the Bears. <laughs> Fuck. Then the Packers. Then the Packers. Nailed it. Uh, maybe maybe now we drop down to uh, to Texas. Maybe we get some Dallas Cowboys in there. The Saints. <sighs> that makes me sad. <laughs> okay. I'm feeling Cowboys now. We're right next to Texas. The Vikings. Ah, fuck them. Cowboys. Chiefs. Cowboys. The Texans. Cowboys. The Cowboys. <laughs> I forgot the Texans were in Texas. <laughs> so it's after the Cowboys. We're going to go Broncos. Yes. Good. That's the first one you got right. Like first try. Fucking love it. All right. Who's after the Broncos? The Cardinals. Yes. Two in a row, Ty. We're going to go. I feel like it's an LA team now. Chargers Raiders. Try. I mean, no, no Raiders. Yep. Raiders three in a row. Chargers Rams. Yep. Four or five in a row. Then we're going up. I think I got this wrong last time, so we're going to go Raiders gone. Never mind. So this is super fucking easy. 49ers. Yep. Seahawks. Yeah, you finished, Ty, with like seven in a row. Jason, right. I've only been on the West Coast. I don't know anything about the East. Yeah, give I me could. some West Coast. <laughs> I now remember Utah's there. They don't have a football team, so that helps. <laughs> Nailed it. I could tell your geography is uh, West strong. Coast bias. I get stronger as we head that way. That's terrible, man. That's funny. I'm going to go to the kids section. Look at these kids. Grade one sporkle quiz. Green eggs and ham. That's not sports. <laughs> <laughs> this was a fun pod, man. It was. I had a good time with the interview with Daniel. Yep, it was a great time. We'll definitely have to have him on again um, once we have sports. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you got anything else? No, I'm good. Uh, be a good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.